Section 9 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 16. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 16, edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 9. Bonaparte's First Victory from Everett's Lectures of the French Revolution. The first decisive exhibition of that force of character and prodigious military talent which enabled this person, the most remarkable that had ever appeared in active life, to determine for many years the destinies of the civilized world, was made at Paris on the 5th of October, 1795, in defence of the convention against an armed insurrection of sections or wards of the capital after the fall of robespierre the party which had brought it about and which consisted as i have remarked of men not much better than himself were led by the reaction of public feeling to pursue a rather more moderate course the form of government under which the horrors of the reign of terror had been perpetrated had become odious and it was determined to establish another the particular arrangements of which as of all the ephemeral constitutions that so rapidly succeeded each other at this period are too unimportant to require a recapitulation but in carrying these arrangements into effect the members of the convention for the purpose of perpetuating their own power decided that two-thirds of the principal legislative assembly which was to act under the new constitution should consist of persons to be chosen by them from their own body this act sufficiently exceptionable in its own nature was rendered still more so by the odium which naturally attached itself to all the members of the convention who had been either actively or passively concerned in the sanguinary scenes that had just terminated every extensive feeling of discontent with the conduct of political affairs regularly manifested itself at this disturbed period in the form of open insurrection on the day that i have just mentioned the national guard of paris actually assembled in arms to the number of thirty thousand men but without artillery and marched upon the fleuries for the purpose of overpowering the government which had been organized under the new constitution and which was then in session at the palace it is proper gentlemen to remark that although the ostensible and one of the real objects of this movement was to get rid of the obnoxious convention it is also known that it was the intention of the leaders had they succeeded to restore the monarchy in the person of the bourbons the government relied for their defence upon a regular army of about five thousand men provided with two hundred pieces of artillery in which consisted their principal advantage 
after having successively made trial of two or three persons to command this little force who proved inadequate to the trust they had fortunately for them before the day of the decisive action cast their eyes upon a young corsican officer of about twenty-five years of age who had attained the rank of brigadier-general but had been withdrawn from active service on account of his real or supposed connection with the party of robespierre and was now at paris without employment and in very narrow and embarrassed circumstances this officer was napoleon bonaparte he was then wholly undistinguished from the crowd of brigadier-generals but had accidentally made himself known by his conduct at the siege of toulon by the english to barras one of the chiefs of the new government who had been present there and who now recommended him to his colleagues as a little corsican who would not stand upon ceremony the suggestion was adopted and it is easy to concede that the future conqueror of marengo and austerlitz with two hundred pieces of artillery at his disposal found no great difficulty in dispersing the militia of paris a battle of one hour's length decided the quarrel and with it the fortunes of europe for had the insurrection succeeded the monarchy would have been restored bonaparte would have lost his position in the army and the course of subsequent events must have been entirely different his easy and brilliant success on this occasion recommended him of course to immediate promotion he was forthwith appointed commander-in-chief of the army of the interior shortly after exchanged this command for that of the army of italy and in the spring of seventeen ninety six departed from paris to enter upon that astonishing campaign from which he returned the virtual master of his country and a great part of europe end of section nine recording by alan mapstone